0: Hey, Sustainability Champions, Daniel Hartz here. Welcome to the last episode of Season 1 of the Sustainability Champions podcast. In this episode, I speak with May al the founder and CEO of Globechain. Globechain generously sponsored this season, helping us showcase the stories of champions from around the world. May was originally featured on the Sustainability Champions podcast back in 2020, and now I speak to her again two years later. Globechain is a reuse marketplace, where companies list items they no longer need and others can pick them up for free. It's a brilliant platform that's part of the circular economy, and they're aiming to divert 100 million tons of waste from landfill by 2025. May and I discuss Globechain's amazing growth over the last two years and their exciting plans moving forward. I hope you enjoy the episode. podcast.
1: Hi, Daya. Thank you for having me.
0: Of course. Now, as many of our listeners may know, and some may not be aware, uh, Globechain featured on our podcast a couple of years ago, back in October 2020. And since then, it's been really great to see how much Globechain has grown and changed over the last two years. I think you've accomplished quite a lot. And uh, we've been very thrilled and and grateful as well to have Globechain sponsor, this first season of the Sustainability Champions podcast. You've really helped us highlight and showcase sustainability entrepreneurs and champions from all around the world. Um, Over the last 14 episodes, our, our audience has described, or rather has heard me describe Uh, globe chain before and and after every single episode. Um, And so what I'd like to do is just actually hear it in your words, uh, the description of globe chain, um, just as a way to, to start this little episode in terms of what's the elevator pitch for globe chain.
1: Yeah, so basically it's the largest ESG reuse marketplace. So it's a bit of a mouthful, but in essence, imagine like it's eBay, but we don't sell anything. We give it away for free. So it's about helping companies and people reduce waste and uh, we generate ESG. Data on the impact of where items go. So it's eBay with data basically for free. Um, and environment ESG stands for um, environment, social, governance data, which has become uh, quite the fashion uh, buzzword lately. But it's always been around, and it covers everything from obviously the environmental side of materials being reused all the way through to the social impacts of it and the governance of it. So um, that's in essence what we do. And uh, we're predominantly uh, business-to-business, B2B. um, And we work in retail, construction, hospitality. So anything, fixtures and fittings, obsolete stock, all the way through to construction material. We do a lot of that. Mm. Um, And um, hospitality is like hotels and restaurants. Um, And um, it's super quick. We have 10,000 members and um, items get requested in um, about 20 minutes from alerts going out.
0: Wow. That's amazing. And Super I think, quick. yeah, that's very quick. And it's great to see that kind of fast turnover because then, I mean, it, it demonstrates that the platform is working well. Um, and I think yeah, the word, the key word that you've said that probably gets a lot of people interested and excited is free.
1: Yes. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> that,
0: that certainly makes things move a lot faster. And, and, and uh, I mean, we've talked about this in the opening segment, um, in each episode, and, and in our last episode, we explore some of the environmental impacts of the waste man- management industry that GlobeChain is looking to address. So, what I mean, yeah. you know, there is a lot of waste, and when you start looking at land data for landfills just in the U.S. alone, um, I mean, when you the the numbers are absolutely astounding and practically impossible to really even understand. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, what are some of the environmental challenges of waste management and you know why why is what you're doing so important
1: yeah well um, in essence uh, you know uh, the waste management industry is very um, archaic right it's a dinosaur <laughs> um, it's an industry kind of like people forget about because no really sustainability has only really been in a thing i'd say the last kind of six uh, 10 years max, you know, before there was CSR, but that was very focused on the HR and the people Mm. aspects of it. Now, sustainability has its own budgets, uh, its own importance, ESG data sits into that. You know, people are questioning um, the ethics and morals of how companies are doing business because obviously they're seeing the effects of it uh, in the environment, in agriculture, farming, fishing, um, in food. We've got, uh, you know, the the, the fashion of like vegans and um, there's a lot going on. in sustainability and um i think it's been fast forwarded but certain industry sectors have um been slower or left behind not um necessarily maybe you know on purpose but these industries generally you know work off spreadsheets and they're the forgotten people right on the ground they're actually really important people it's logistics and supply chain and the last couple of years we've as as consumers we've we've noticed that more with the effects of supply chain build up unemployment levels uh, covid all that has raised the profile of how important it is on that so that's lagged behind in technology and digitalization because of mainly policy, legislation, and different drivers. But what we've seen lately change is, you know, there's this bottom up approach of consumers, Gen Zs, Millenniums, they all care a bit more than the bottom line these days. And, you know, at the end of the day, they they want a cleaner place to live. And so they're questioning these big brands and these companies and these real estate firms on what are you doing better? Um, and resources are... Are uh, becoming scarcer, more expensive, so innovation is being forced into these sectors uh, quite rapidly, especially the last couple of years we've seen, uh, which is good, you know, and so in the past, we saw a lot of resistance to it. Uh, Now, it's a case of not really about budgets, as budgets now available, whereas before there wasn't in sustainability. But, um, you know, there's other challenges which we can talk about, but specifically on procurement, you know, a lot of these companies that are in the sustainability space are small, uh, they need to be heavily funded in different ways, because they might be creating new factories or machinery um you know prototypes cost millions of pounds it's very hard to scale on private money um you know government you know they rely on government grants to do things like that r d so there's a lot of um, barriers to entry, but the ones that can go through the pain and that resistance are usually the ones that, are, you know, pun of the pun, sustainable themselves, right? Mm-hmm. And are able to grow. But um, it takes a long time. It's behavior change really in these industries as well because um, it's just something new. No one's no one's ever, you know, like been in this new revolution, if you like.
0: Yeah, it's a really exciting time. And I think that's one of the, one of the sort of tenants of sustainability champions is um, focusing on all of the entrepreneurs in the space who are finding innovative ways to solve these massive challenges. And I think globe Chain is a, yeah. is a perfect example of that because there is this huge stream of waste that goes from so many different areas. And, and I think the, the biggest challenge is, you know, sometimes you do need new equipment or you do need new furniture. Yeah. What what do you do with the old furniture that's still pretty good or, or even just yeah. fine um, but it's no longer relevant to you and, and you've found a very easy solution for that.
1: Yeah absolutely and it's very simple right reuse it's not recycling you know everybody used to talk about recycling and recycling is great for some things but not so great for others. You know, it's a chemical breakdown. Uh, You're changing the dynamics of the product. So Mm -hmm. reuse is the simplest, the easiest, the cheapest, and the lowest on, you know, carbon saving. Uh, And, you know, the industry is very focused on that, particularly in the real estate and construction industry, where 70% of our assets, materials that go through chain actually come from now so we've seen a massive take up um, and that's pressure both ways pressure from uh, real estate landlords facilities management seeing the amount of waste Uh, it's a commercial drive as well because it's it saves them money because it's expensive to dispose of Um, and then obviously you've got the policy and government drivers and as as, you know the um, UN climate change targets and the carbon zero commitments as well so it's coming from every angle at everybody now so it's it's not a case of just talking about it they've got to now prove it you know there's a lot of companies that were like you know by 2030 we're going to do this well 2030 is not that far away (laughs) and as you know time really speeds by when you get older (laughs) that's true (laughs) (laughs) on that side
0: yeah and um, and it takes I mean especially with large industries that have that have a lot of um, precedents it takes a really long time to turn these kind of massive ships around so yeah I mean we have it's almost 2023 um by the time this will be published so um yeah i mean you know we we'll, we only have 7 years to to seven, do a seven lot 7 years to
1: change your business model right yeah. like you can imagine these big companies they have to change their business model so they're going to have to go back to their shareholders and go you know, this way we've been working for 100 years where we're making a lot of profits. Well, guess what? <laughs> Our profits are reducing. We're not really sure what we're going in next, but we want to try this out, but it's high risk for us. Like, that, we're not going to make any money for the next three to five years. Are you okay with that? That is the type of conversation in very basic terms yeah. that they're going to have to have. And, you know, people want proof. They want case study proposals. So um, it's going to be a really interesting, I think, next 10 years, actually. But it's definitely accelerating quicker because, as you said we haven't got time
0: yeah and and yeah the proof and the case studies that's something that you you were talking about you provide in terms of ESG reporting
1: yeah so for, for those that um, are unfamiliar kind of with ESG ESG is really everywhere it's non-standardized people are trying to standardize it it covers many things we do it for the waste the waste side um, of aspect and the social impact of where the items go. So it's not waste when it's given away through us. It's a resource mm-hmm. still and um, ESG is really used on three levels. Credit financing, bond risk, share pricing. So very important for uh, the bottom line on, for example, uh, Nasdaq, FTSE, PLC companies, public companies. And then on a more internal private level, you know, it's useful for tax offsetting and also for sustainability and waste reporting. Mm-hmm. So it's super important and it requires a group of people internally all together to, to come and help that happen and our data um you know we believe is very transparent it goes a bit further than a dumpster or a skip being picked up and on a piece of paper told that they're taking it to an incineration plant and burning it and recycling hundred percent you know because you know there are gray areas in the industry where you can say that um wow. but it's no longer um kind of acceptable now we're having companies come and go we don't want to recycle a it's expensive b maybe they're not earning as much money from it because the value on the market is not good for certain um materials but also you've got a lot of stuff that's valuable but has no value from a scrap metal perspective and that's most stuff right that you see every day the furniture it's all a mix of plastic woods it's very difficult to recycle um, and that when that gets redistributed to the nonprofits and small businesses, you're creating a domino effect. So not only do you know you it's gone somewhere and it's saved your kilos diverted, but also we calculate things like, did it help with upskilling, employment levels, sustainable development goals? So all these things get collated in a report with machine learning in, but also um, the non-profit or the business that's taken the goods or the individual um, reports back and says, you know what, this really helps. Here's a picture, here's a video this is a nice story and what's really interesting is that motivates the giving client the lister right the company whereas before they'd be like i haven't got time i haven't got storage i'm just going to dispose of it they're going to see this human interaction i think that's really important we forget that you know there's that human you're still human at the end of the day and you know it's a waste but you kind of got no solution so it's kind of like the white elephant in the room you know
0: (laughs) yeah i think um yeah it's one of those things where you know you you had to get as the as the business who needs to get rid of this stuff, you had to get rid of it anyway. And all of a sudden yes. now, um, I mean, you are getting rid of it, which you were gonna do anyway, but all of a sudden now you're you're creating this wonderful good feeling yeah. on the on the back of it. And it was sort of like it, yeah, we were gonna do this anyway, but now all of a sudden a bunch of people are are benefiting from our yeah. kind of I guess, donation. um, And yeah, yeah, it just completely changes the story as to what it is that they're doing before they were just getting rid of, of rubbish and just, you know, and now all of a sudden, no, they're not, they're actually fueling the economy, helping people. And there's this, like you said, a positive feedback loop from the stories and information that the receivers are providing.
1: Completely. We say, you know, as a plan where there's a new life from our unwanted stuff, right? And the new life could be the new life for the product. uh, But actually, it could be a new life for a family of four that didn't have a table to eat dinner around, Mm. or a single mom or someone in domestic violence or a homeless person that just got rehomed and didn't have kitchen units and cutlery and Mm. clothing, you know, so it's you think those tiny things of you giving away a piece of artwork or a bit of carpet tile that's soiled is nothing right but that extra effort of you picking somebody that actually really needed it um goes a long way you know karmically and data you know shows the value of that secondary value goes beyond just monetary you know
0: how cool that you've created a platform that allows for that to happen. I mean, you must be really really proud and excited. I, I imagine working on GlobeChain every day is so fulfilling and and energizing.
1: Yeah, I mean it, it goes very quickly. We laugh every day because the the hours just like we do nothing, <laughs> but there's everything and then when we look back on the year we're like wow and then I mean we've done 65 million kilos that I spent from landfill. Wow. And I, I just I can't explain like when people are like, "Oh, do people reuse?" I'm like we've done 65 million and we're just like touching it. We're not even like digging deep yet, you know, into what else it could do. Like imagine that in every city, yeah. you know, for everybody. So, um, so that's the exciting part of it. Like what the, you know, what's gonna, what's tomorrow, what's gonna the next day, you know, like, you know, the team like get really excited and, and, uh, we we actually were really bad at because we're busy all the time looking back at those case studies mm-hmm. but you know sometimes we'll dig in and uh, you know somebody was taking some timber the other day and they're making eco cabins and it was like such a nice story and I'm like oh wow someone's doing that what does it look like we want before and after pictures you know and then you're seeing the charities are now learning how to put it on social media and promote like look what we've got and then we had the other day um a single mom she had five kids in a two bedroom um, property um, with no furniture. And she had mattresses being given from a hotel, brand new mattresses with the beds and she filmed it all. And the kids were like jumping on it. And you know, she was tearful. It kind of makes you feel so sometimes we have to stop and just appreciate, uh, you know, while we're there on our little computers, uh, making sure that everything's running smoothly and the site's smooth and user experience. Yeah, You kind of, we have to sit back sometimes and go, okay, there's some amazing things going on, you know, and people are really resourceful, you know, I mean, like credit to the members that take, you know, they're really on it and really like smart with what they do with stuff as well
0: so cool yeah just a a reminder of why you why you're doing this beyond the environmental aspect this is really it's a yeah i mean those kind of those three stories are are beautiful and and they're just one of many i mean one of 65 million kilos worth of stories you know
1: yeah exactly it's like we can't keep up with them you know because every item taken has a little story and it could just be I took the chair and used it in my office, right? But imagine, like, how many people come in that office and sit on that chair and do a deal, you know? Or exactly. you know, that saves that company money that could have employed somebody, you know? So little things are big things, right?
0: Hundred percent. And and back in twenty twenty when when we last spoke, um you had just been chosen or recently chosen by the Morgan Phillips group as one of the five most influential female online entrepreneurs in 2019. Uh, and also globe Chain was listed in Forbes as one of the startups you should watch in 2019. So following all that recognition, I mean, you, you were just saying that things are really speeding up a lot over the last couple of years. Um, what have been some yeah. of the, the highlights that you've seen in terms of your growth or, uh, I mean, some of these stories yeah. are amazing, but you know, what's kind of been, um, big things that have that have happened in yeah the last couple of years
1: um well we've doubled our revenue wow.
0: <laughs> uh, in the
1: time of covid uh we, we grow our members by roughly 20 percent a month which, which is crazy because people month. are just coming yeah month on month growth um and that's been organic but also the hard work from over the years right and also unfortunately people needing stuff you know where we're in a you know globally economically is not great and uh, people are finding themselves in situations where they need resources and they need to be uh, more careful with their spending power not just mm. businesses so there's a lot of that going on that that helps us in a recession if that, if that makes sense um but from a from a, a service and what GlobeChin offers we um because we had a lot of clients that were asking for global you know we're still a small team uh, you know, we haven't gone out for more funding. We're revenue generating, and um, we um we created an internal version of our system. So, and that's global. So tomorrow, for global firm said May, we want all our sites and all our locations on Globechain privately to give to our own supply chain first before we give out, we can do that very quickly. Mm -hmm. Um, Pretty much a spreadsheet and a button, press of a button. And um, that's been really interesting to see that. And also what's been really exciting is to see competitor companies that you think compete in everyday life for business, are taking materials and products of each other in construction, which I find really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, suddenly they're friends and there's no competition there, right? Uh, but that's really nice to know that they. You know, that it's not about competing for the money. It's about we need these resources and it, you're helping us and we're helping you in a, in a non-competitive, neutral state. Um, so that's been very exciting. Um, we've been looking at the carbon markets. Um, uh, so looking at all our carbon embedded in products. So that's been really interesting this year. So that will hopefully be launched early next year. For clients Um, and we've added machine learning in our system as well so you get product recognition it starts learning about the products so eventually we can create this what we call a material passport which is basically uh, we'll know the composition of items where it goes where it ends up if somebody wants to list it again so slowly slowly that legacy of goods that was never you know documented anywhere is on a system that the industry can use you know correctly and we can learn from it and habits um so there's some exciting things and you know we're keeping an eye on what's going on in the market and really interesting companies that we'd never think would come on board in the past are like okay how can we do this how can we implement it we want it in australia we want it here we want it there so it's 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 uh, it's taken a different dynamic in a nice way the system is very scalable now um technology wise it's very solid we have like pretty much everything you want (laughs) in an internal and external platform so we're we're really excited about just kind of growing it now we're in new york spain texas um and we're just about to hopefully next year will be australia um so so there's a couple of things bubbling that uh, you know, we'll we'll come out hopefully soon. But um, you know, we're not we're not a case of like, oh, let's scream and shout about it. It's, we want it to work, you know, and, and grow nicely. So um, so yeah, really excited about what what kind of next year brings. I think.
0: And it sounds like you've got a lot going on. So um, yeah, There's a lot. <laughs> but it's very. I mean, these are really cool updates. And yeah, I think um, without digging too far into each one of those points. um, yeah, it sounds like the amount of data and information you'll be able to get based on yeah. all of these updates will be incredible, you know, and it's really, I think what's yeah. really cool about what you're doing is aside from the environmental and feel-good human aspect that we already talked about, being able to provide this kind of data to really quantify the the in, impact of, of this yeah. rather than just saying, you know, we think this is good or it exactly. seems like the right thing to do. You can say, actually, we know this is what's happening. Um, yeah. And I mean, that kind of information is, is invaluable, even if at the very moment, you may not necessarily know how to, how to use it or how it will be used.
1: Exactly. And we only build data in that clients want each time. So the Mm. carbons only come about the last year or two because Mm. clients have actually now wanted it. And, you know, it's not just an algorithm where we've put a formula in that, you know, we've had to do a life cycle analysis of pretty much our top you know, like 50, 100 types of materials that go through. We've got 6,000 categories, you know? So you can Sounds imagine like we've got a so long way to go work. It. <laughs> It's a lot of work, but eventually it will get less and less, right? Yeah. But the fact that it's getting better and better, like more mm. accurate data, you know, before, mm. like, you probably didn't know what was in something, <laughs> right. right? Like, it was just guesswork. And 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 uh, I, in the early days of globalization, I refused to put on just, like, an algorithm for carbon, because it was just giving a figure, you know, we've helped 20 people and there's no kind of, uh, how, how have we worked that out? You know, or, right. you know, we, we planted one tree. You, you, you need to do it properly. I think, you know, in the era of like doing it properly, there's no point just saying, you know, it's, it's done this amount of kilos. Like, how have you calculated that? And people you know, will ask. We, people will ask and you know you've got to start somewhere obviously but you know if you if you've got the ability and it it makes sense for your business to to dig deeper it's you know uh, people are needing that they're wanting that for serious you know reporting so so it has to get better but um, someone's got to start with it and it's not a it's a messy job right so but there's a lot of people out there doing carbon and carbon reporting and data so there's a lot of information out there but it is about putting it and standardizing it a little bit um and making sure uh it's the it's the same people are measuring it in similar mm-hmm. ways
0: yeah i i think that makes a lot of sense and yeah i mean there's it seems like you could you can just keep digging deeper and deeper and deeper into yeah. the data oh you um, can yeah there's yeah. and and is it from the
1: mining or is it from the production where where, where are you measuring the carbon for uh you know a mug for example that you drink tea out of like is it from the minerals in the ground from when they mined initially the materials or is it from the production in the manufacturing company to the packaging to the end consumer so you've got to make a decision on where the where you impact the most in that process i think yeah. otherwise you could be here for the rest of your life doing that
0: <laughs> and i think I, I think as you say since it's client-led the, the data that the type of data and the amount that you provide um, especially now with everything going on with you know after cop and and just the move towards net zero or carbon neutrality yeah i mean we're seeing a lot of organizations that are starting to focus more not just on scope one but scopes two and three so meaning the emissions yeah. produced you know with suppliers right. and beyond so yeah, yeah i mean I'm, i imagine like you said you probably will be here your whole life just yeah. digging yeah. deeper and deeper as the yeah. requirements get more and more strict
1: exactly and scope three as you mentioned is the hardest right scope one and two is energy water and people have been doing it for years there's a lot of specialists in that field scope three is a bit of a minefield <laughs> yeah,
0: it really is yeah um but yeah uh, it, it, we could go we could talk about that and people do talk about it forever and that's that's the whole thing but but it's amazing to hear that you're, you're moving in that direction and and really providing that kind of data uh one, one thing that um, as we're talking, i'm I'm noticing about you personally, may is that you you are very smiley and you're very passionate about what you do. I, it makes me think that you're 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 optimistic about the future and the environment. Um, and possibly that's because of your work. Maybe it's because of other things you read. so but why, I mean, why does Globechain make you optimistic about the future?
1: Um, so, I've been doing this for seven years now. And, you know, as you as you know, Daniel, you've known us from like early days. And, um, you know, it's been a really tough journey, right? <laughs> but, you know, you're... People in this industry are basically creating and innovating something new, never been done before. So you're blindly leading the way mm-hmm. uh, based on a gut instinct, you know, a drive for passion, whatever it may be. You know, you care for the environment, the social impact, whatever it is, or you believe like this is the way businesses are going to grow. And that was my belief. Right. I thought businesses are going to be like commercial with a the conscience. They're going to have ingrained in them this impact in some shape or form and you know we're seeing it happen so for me to have visualized that years ago when everyone was like what's don't spend you know don't waste your time with esg will never make you money is not a business model um it's, it's interesting to see it happen so i think you know people have to believe in um good coming out of something and you know it, it, things work in cycles right not everything's going to work but we we see it from the corporations, right? Their to you. and They are moving forward in that way. And the people working for these companies are being quite genuine. You know, there's always going to be the ones that are greenwashing and, you know, think they can get away with it. And we saw that in the last few years. But actually, you can see the ones that genuinely know what they're doing and, and are trying to change. So I think we've got to give a little bit of leeway to companies because they've never had to look at themselves and change their model before and that's scary for them right
0: Um,
1: big time that's make or break you know I mean they'll probably go bankrupt anyway (laughs) if they don't change in time but they know that and that's part of business and uh, models and um, cycles of things Mm -hmm. Um, and I think we're in that kind of new industrial revolution do you know of of being more conscious about h- how how we work with the planet and the byproducts and and the responsibility of it so um yeah I am hopeful I think I'm smiling just because um I'm on adrenaline all day and I have too much coffee uh I'm sometimes not smiling <laughs> there's a lot of frustrating times uh but you know that's an entrepreneur for you right yeah, and absolutely. business owners is, is is up and down like every hour so I'm um, smiling now I might not be smiling in an hour <laughs> but um, but no just from a, an in industry um I can't really fault how it's moving and we've never been the type to wait for like government to change their policy to do something you know and you'll you'll find that real innovation will push and push the boundaries to a point and then kind of government policy legislation kind of follows but ultimately it's industry that that will change things and and consumers right people 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 ultimately are the ones decision makers aren't they they buy things they're the ones that are gonna. You're gonna see the patterns of people not going to a particular brand for whatever reason.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that completely. And I've all I've always been under the impression that ultimately, it's us, the individuals, who have the most power because we're the ones who yeah. bring the government, governments, government officials into office. We're the ones who take them out. We're the ones who yeah. provide uh, demand for supply for companies to work towards. So yeah, I mean, it, it may feel like you don't have much power because you're one of 8 billion as of yeah. a week ago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, ultimately, actually, you or me, I have the most power of anyone. Yeah, um, uh, Yeah. We, we work together collectively that way. So that that makes I agree with all of that. And, um, and finally, for anyone who is looking to either give away some stuff, a bunch of stuff, a whole lot of stuff, or take some stuff, a bunch of stuff, or a whole lot of stuff. Where's the best place for them to go to find Globechain? Uh,
1: you got to go on globechain.com obviously <laughs> uh yeah and also like you know if you know charities volunteers schools it's not just you about listing items right we're trying to build networks localized networks in different cities so uh, you know the, the the way the beauty of globe Chain is people come to us you know because they hear about it from someone else and someone else so it's the power again of me and you as individuals we have Mm -hmm. the power to to help and push things through if you know a friend that needs something like this morning a friend of mine uh you know she's had to move into a one-bedroom apartment her kids are staying with her partner somewhere else and um and you know she needs a new kitchen i'm like we have three on the website today (laughs) you know like go on it but you know like if she didn't talk to me i wouldn't have known that right so so tell everybody whoever's looking for something you can take for free (laughs) and you can list if you've got you're doing a renovation
0: <laughs> yeah. And speaking about, you know, how big companies can make, uh, how one person can make a big difference for, with a big, what otherwise could look like a faceless corporation. I mean, if yeah. one of your friends is the CEO of a large organization and they said, you know what, we're buying a bunch of new uh, office furniture, you could just have yeah. this one conversation to say, why don't you look on Globechain? And that one person can end up saving, you know, millions of pounds potentially potentially and completely Absolutely. changing the way the organization functions so yeah. that's the power of one person.
1: Yeah, I mean we um, you know a lot of us have jobs right in exactly. big companies so someone knows someone that works in a company that will either dispose of stuff or need stuff so yeah just spread the word is the the best thing.
0: Yeah, well Again, May. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for for being the sponsor for season one of the Sustainability Champions podcast, and thank you for all the work that you're doing with GlobeChain and and I, yeah, looking forward to the next 65 million kilos that that GlobeChain does, <laughs> probably in half the amount of time that you've done it so far. So, best of luck with everything you're working on, and uh, yeah, looking forward to to hearing what's next.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having us.
0: This has been season one of the Sustainability Champions podcast. Thank you for joining us on this journey where we featured 15 champions from around the world who have found innovative ways to solve some of our most pressing environmental challenges. I'd like to thank our guests from this season Maxime Gelman of Strudels, Cassandra Schoestrom of Atmosfu, Hital and Shirag Varani of Sparkle, Anthony Levy of Circularity First, Rachel O'Brien of Climeworks, Jack Prouse of Cortina Leathers, Mary-Claire Maynard of Cluey Consumers, Yasmin Ben-Maloud of WaterSec, Cheryl and Chris Moore of Harmony Turbines, Mario Bauer and Simon Korn of Curtis Brothers, Michael Hirshhorn and Scarlett Tapp, creators of the Circular Design Glossary, Ryan and Justin Andrews of Reuse It, Devana Ng of The Invisible Company, Som Ray of Clip, and our sponsor, May Karuni of GlobeChain. If you enjoyed listening to the podcast, stay tuned for future updates. Thank you.